0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At Dobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs.
1: For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now.
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time,
1: The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th
0: and Tanner Hendrickson on Brandon Kylie always happy to go out to the Brown and croup and Celebrity line especially when it is such a special weekend in St. Louis to be joined by the Hockey Hall of Famer and former Blues defenseman Chris Pronger. He is one of the members of the inaugural Blues Hall of Fame class. There's going to be a ceremony inducting that class tomorrow on the ice. That inaugural class includes Glenn Hall, Red Berenson, Scotty Bowman, Gary Unger, and all the players who already have their numbers up in the rafters. They are automatically inducted into this first class. It's a special thing what the St. Louis Blues are doing, and right now we are going out to the Brandon Crouppen Celebrity Line to talk it over with Chris Pronger here on 101 ESPN. Prongs, we appreciate the time as always, man. I'm sure this is a special weekend for you. Uh, how you doing today? Doing
2: great. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. So I let, let's just start out with this. I mean, when you heard that the Blues, uh, such a historic organization, we're going to put this together for the first time. What, what were your thoughts on what this weekend would be? And now that it's here, uh, how excited are you to be a part of it?
2: Well, Harry, I think, you know, just looking at the names that you just said, we're going into the hall. You know, iconic names uh, from the NHL and and more importantly from their their tenure here with the Blues organization. So uh, excited to be a part of the inaugural class and and looking forward to uh, tomorrow night.
1: Chris, when it comes to something like this, and I mean, you've seen it all. You've seen the Hockey Hall of Fame ceremonies that take place. You know, you were a part of that Winter Classic alumni game here in St. Louis where you were around all of these former players. But how different is something like this? And I'm sure you've seen other NHL teams and arenas that have their ring of honors but for somebody who spent so much time in St. Louis, what's the difference with something like this and all of these Blues players that you have played with, that you were spending your uh, time around when you were a player, and guys that you looked up to when you were uh, when you were a kid?
2: Well, you know that's that's the great part of these types of events. You're able to, you know, reconnect with former teammates, uh, players that you played against potentially, or or you know some of the. Some of the the long-time players that uh, that we used to watch and, and love to hear the stories of uh, of the old days and reminisce, and uh, that that's the fun part about these events is getting to getting to reconnect and, and hear all those stories. Even if you heard them over and over again, they're always entertaining and and always a lot of fun to hear.
1: Speaking of those stories, Prongs, I was talking with Curbs last night on postgame, and he talked about, I guess, tonight at the MAC that fans are going to be able to watch on the Bally Sports app. Uh, you guys are having a roundtable, and it's going to be a roundtable of the guys whose numbers are retired up in the uh, rafters at Enterprise Center. And he said that I think it started at like 8 o'clock, and I said, man, I don't even know what time that's going to end because you put everybody down at a table, yourself, Bernie, uh, Al McKennis. Those stories are going to go on forever, I would imagine.
2: Uh, yeah, as you know, some people like to bogart the mic and uh <laughs> and take over but uh it's uh you know, it's all a lot of fun and, and uh uh you know, as I said, you know, hearing hearing guys tell their stories and, and guys giving and see the smiles and, and laughter, it's uh, it's always a great to
0: Prongs, I know some of those stories are not suitable for radio but I am curious based on some of the stories that you've heard uh from a, a lot of the other guys are going to be inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame this weekend who's the player that you wish you could have spent time with in the locker room that you could have been their teammate whether it's just because you've heard stories <laughs> about how gr- how great they were <laughs> as dudes or or you just wish you could have played with them who's the guy uh, well
2: I, I, you know our, our our dear friend who we recently lost our player would have been a a, a hoot to uh, to to play with, obviously for for a lot of different reasons. But uh, you know, I think you know, you know, having a chance to you know play with Bernie Federico and having a chance to play with uh, you know some of these old school goalies that didn't play with the mass, this guy's a mask. These guys are lunatics. So just you know, <laughs> hearing them and and hearing some of their stories, and you know, especially hearing people talk about. You know the the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I mean, Jimmy Roberts, uh, you know, was obviously a, a longtime coach, and uh, you know, to have him tell the stories of back when he was in Montreal and came to the Blues, and you know, all that all that lore and history behind it was uh, was a lot of fun. And and uh, you know, he's obviously missed as well.
1: Prongs, uh, another guy that y- y- you played against and I don't believe, unless it was on the Olympic stage or something like that, that you got the honor to play underneath, but Scotty Bowman. And Scotty Bowman, the stories, I'm sure, uh, run wild with somebody who has seen so much and was the head coach for the Blues in that uh, first season back in 1967. What were those teams like playing against when Scotty Bowman was the head coach? Because you had the pleasure or displeasure, I guess, of playing against those Red Wings teams for so many years.
2: Yeah, no, there was a lot of uh, battles. He's the uh, the king of the mind games, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, as I'm sure a lot of his his uh, players would attest to. But uh, you know, I think his you know his track record uh, speaks for itself. And and obviously being a hockey hall of famer, and and uh, you know, and now going into the the Blues uh, Ring of you know Hall of Fame, and um, you know, it, it it just speaks to uh, how long his career has been and and how successful his career has been and you look at the organizations from montreal the buffalo to pittsburgh to detroit uh you know chicago um you know it's a pretty storied um, pretty storied uh, career
0: We're talking with Chris Pronger, Hockey Hall of Famer, former Blues defenseman. He's going to be one of the many members of the inaugural Blues Hall of Fame class. Cool thing that the Blues are doing this week and ceremony on ice uh, tomorrow for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Prongs, I am curious when you guys all get together and you're in a scenario like this where uh, you'll be able to watch the modern game all in one room together with a whole lot of old school hockey players. What are the conversations like as you're watching the game and what it looks like today compared to the game that you guys all played together?
2: <laughs> oh, you can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's night and day from, you know, much like, you know, and it's funny, you know, every generation or every era, you know, probably, you know, says the same thing. I'm sure in the 50s said that about the 60s, the 60s said it about the 70s, the 70s, about the 80s, on on and on the game evolves, the game, you know, changes, it adapts to kinds of different scenarios and situations. So, you know, it's, it's incredibly fast. These kids are highly skilled. Uh, I don't know if the, the hockey sense is the same, but certainly from a skill, uh, you know, up and down the roster, you know, throughout these lineups, it's incredible. Uh, you know their skating ability their their stick handling shooting i mean these guys have coaches for every facet of the game they got a shooting coach a stick handling coach a skating coach, a nutritionist a strength training coach they got i mean it, it, it it's uh there's no shortage of coaches these days that's for sure but uh you know it, it's nonetheless highly skilled highly talented and uh you know it's uh it's impressive to see uh, see them do things at such a high speed, um, and and some of the things that they can do out there is remarkable.
0: Prongs, if you were coming up today, like let's say uh, you, you got drafted three years ago instead of uh, in 1993, and you are now going to be a, a St. Louis Blue, what does Chris Pronger's game look like today? compared to the Chris Pronger that we saw when you actually played? How much different do you think your game would have been if you were coming up in today's NHL?
2: Uh, well, I play the game how I play the game. It, <laughs> might, it might be down a little bit, but I don't foresee... You know, you are who you are. You play the game the way you play the game. Uh, there are still gray areas in the book. There's still uh, ways to play the game in a physical manner. Uh, it just... Changes a little bit, but it, but, it, but all that is still potentially there and around. These you know, just these kids don't play the game that way. They don't. They don't look for big hits. They don't. Um, you know. They don't really play with the type of physicality that that we did back in my time. Um, you know, and, and and some of that is a byproduct of uh, the times we live in and, and all the things that a lot of us had to go through. Uh, during my time and, and, and the era before. So, um, you know, certainly we're, uh, you know, as, as I said, as you look at each era and as you look how the games change and evolve, etc. cetera, um, you know, with some of the health problems that some players have had uh, over the last, you know, 15, 20 years, uh, you know, I think a lot of the rules that were put into place were to try to mitigate that. And, and we'll see how this net, next batch of players coming out, uh, how they manage and and then uh, you know you adjust from there prongs you,
1: you keep an eye close to the game i know you still stay on top of it despite not playing anymore but you know when it comes to the offense this season i mean everybody has written a story so far this year talking about how offense is at an all-time high and people are questioning it can you pinpoint a reason why it feels like that offense seems to just continue to rise in the national hockey league
2: i'm sorry say that again.
1: Can you pinpoint why you feel like offense just continues to rise in the NHL?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think you see, yes, teams play defense, but I think you're seeing a bigger group of players within a team have the ability to score goals. Um, Again, as I just discussed, there are more highly skilled players, more players looking to get on the offense, more players that don't care about turning the puck over. <laughs> you know, there's, there's more and more things that, you know, and, 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 and consequently on the other side of it, players looking to go the other way, wanting to get on the offense, wanting to get on the attack, and taking more risks. And from that, um, you, you see more goals. You know, that's just a byproduct. Having said that, as we get closer to the playoffs, we all know what's going to happen. <laughs> things are going to tighten up. Teams are going to, all right, got to prepare for the playoffs. We need to tighten up our loosey-goosey defensive play. And, and you know, as you start getting into March and, and April, things really start to kind of seal up, if you will, and, and meld together. And, and the defense then uh, gets in conjunction with the, the offense and teams start to really, you know, get the chemistry going and, and get their attacks going. And um, they're able to kind of really hone in on how they want to play in the playoffs.
0: Prongs, do you ever sit back and say to yourself, man, I, I would have put up a 100-point season <laughs> with the way that things are going right now? I mean, I, I'm looking back. In 2000, you led NHL defensemen with points. With 62 that year, next best was almost seven, almost 10 points behind you. This year, there's like 10 defensemen that are on pace for a point per game uh, this season. Do you, do you ever wonder, like, man, what, what would my points have looked like in this game where it's so wide open?
2: Well, I think you also look at a lot. There's a lot of games that are going to to uh, overtime in three-on-three, sure. and you know that provides a great opportunity for offense. Obviously, most teams, when you watch them, they, they play puck possession, and some play run and gun in three-on-three, and they they are highly skilled and talented. They're like, oh, our talent's going to beat your talent, and they're they're going they're going for it. And and from that, you get a lot of offensive opportunities. So, um, you know that that plays a role. I think the way Teams try to score goals plays a role, you know. I think you got a five man attack. The defense is more involved. Uh, they really try to incorporate the defense more into the, the scoring uh, process. So there's an of factor, but like everything else, it hasn't closed. Here, Paul Coffey, forty seven goals, <laughs> like, and he had one hundred and thirty points or whatever it was. So it hasn't You know, as arrows kind of roll over and rules change or get modified or whatever, or they call them tighter. Last night, um, you know, it opens up opportunities or decreases opportunities. So, it's it's cyclical like anything else. And right now we're in a, a an era, well, maybe not an era, but a, a time where there's a lot more scoring, which is great. You know, I think players want to play in that and they want to get. You know, I, I, when I there was a part when I was playing, there were no hundred point scores. <laughs> Nobody in the league could even got a hundred points. I think the I think maybe JB Benner somebody scored ninety. Two or 97 and led the league in scoring so you know when you have that no, nobody wants to see that you want to see you know team fans want to see scoring players want to score um and and when you're getting one nothing two one games all the time it, it uh, uh it can it can get you when you're getting paid to score goals you're getting paid to put up produce points and you know the the leading scorer in the league getting 90 points it's uh you know something has to change
1: Prongs, final one from me. And since we're kind of on that topic and I want to go back to where we started also talking about this Hall of Fame ceremony that's going to be taking place and kind of reminiscing about the blues history. Throughout your tenure you played on some really incredible teams, but is there one team that sticks out to you that you feel like was the best?
2: Uh well, the year we won the presence trophy just from you know how our our, our team evolved, you know, I played with the third line. Most of that year, and we were with Craig Conroy, Scott Peller and Blair Hatch, we were dominant. We played most of the time on the other teams did. We weren't really checking from a, a defensive standpoint. We were checking from a let's, let's play offense and, and force them out of their comfort zone and force them to defend and, and do things that they de- don't necessarily want to do.
0: He's Chris Pronger, Hockey Hall of Famer, former Blues defenseman, and and one of the members of the inaugural Blues Hall of Fame class. You'll see the ceremony tonight to induct that class officially. Prongs, we appreciate the time, man. Congratulations on yet another honor here in St. Louis. We're looking forward to seeing the ceremony, and we can't wait to talk to you again soon.
2: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care That's
0: Chris. That's Chris Pronger. Former Blues defenseman, hockey hall of famer, and now a member of the Blues Hall of Fame.